Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. We thank you for the privilege you are giving to us together around your world this morning. Holy Spirit, we commit each and every one under the sound of my voice to you. We ask you to open us up and feed us. We ask us your word to heal, to deliver, to set free, strengthen, establish, and empower your people in the name of Jesus. For you sent forth your world and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Lord, we declare that your world will not return void this morning. Empower your world in every life. I submit myself to you. I ask you to wear me as your hand glove and express yourself freely through me. We return all glory, honor, and praise to you in Jesus' name. We receive and welcome all our friends across the globe, wherever you are. Happy Easter and happy resurrection this morning. Praise the Lord. This morning we are celebrating Easter and all over the nations of the world. To some people, it's a, a historic thing. To some people, it's a religious thing. But this morning, I want you to know that beyond historic and religious, it's a reality. Easter is a reality. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is a reality. The way you see it and the way you handle it will determine whether it is a reality in your life or not. God has a purpose for sending his son to die. God has a purpose for allowing his son to to pass through all he went through. He has a purpose. That you and I will benefit from this suffering. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He suffered, bled, and died. Not in vain. Not for us to have religious day. That's the purpose of Easter. That our lives will be imparted, transformed. That we will no more be in bondage to sin. To Satan, we will no more be a slave. Because man lost the authority to Satan. Man was in charge. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over all. Somebody say over all. And God created man and woman in the image of God. Then he blessed them, he empowered them to say to rule, to take charge, master all he has created. By a singular act of disobedience to the instruction, it was clear. Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. That this power media, what is happening to my monitor? The singular act of disobedience 
In Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. This tree, you should not eat it. The day you will eat it, you will surely die. Someone underline, surely die. And went and ate it. Single action. Lost all. He was master of all. He was ruling and reigning over all that God created. Now he became a slave to what he was ruling over. That is not God's purpose for us. You will not be a slave in the name of Jesus. Then, Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. God made a profound statement. Because of what you have done, Satan, the seed of the woman will will bust your head and you will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. God set into motion because of the love he had for man. Because Man is the only being, only creature that God made in his holy image. The man representing God, rather than being ruler and master over all, he's now a slave. Which means God is seeing himself as slave. God was not happy because he loved man. He decided to do something. Because God is the just God. He did something that will make God to remain holy and just. In the sight of Satan and the sight of God and before man. How am I going to save man? How am I going to set man free? We put in place. Somebody say we put in place. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if the prince of this world have known, they will not have crucified the Lord of glory. The devil stirred the heart of the people to crucify the Messiah. Remember, Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. This lamb that took the sins away. Kill him. Kill him. Not knowing by killing him, he has disarmed and terminated his power and the rule over the devil, over man forever. And he has defeated himself forever. Praise God. Chris. This Easter is about the love of God for man and the total, complete, permanent, eternal deliverance of man from sin, from death, from hell, from grief, and from the devil, Satan the devil.
God makes sure that Jesus paid it all. This sacrifice was not a fiction. Was real. On Thursday during the prayer meeting, we read Matthew 26 from 30, 36 down where Jesus went to Gethsemane to pray. When he went there to pray, you can see the anguish. You can see the burden. That's proof that this was not a fiction. It was real. But how many people today all over the world are still celebrating Easter? Are cognizance, are conscious, cognizance and conscious of this singular sacred sacrifice of Jesus. I always say it and I'll continue to say it. If you die and go to hell, you have wasted the, the sacrifice and the suffering, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus in your life, on your behalf. Because it's not going to come back again to die. Dearly beloved, the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross is the means of our justification. We could not be rich before. We were, there was a, we were enemy of God. We were unclean. So his blood made us righteous, not guilty. And acquitted us because he paid it. Justification means you are now made right with God. The quarrel between us and God have been settled. No more guilty. You are now acquitted. Case closed. There is no appeal. Because he paid it in full. Praise God. The resurrection is a proof. I was telling my wife this morning while we were getting ready. I said, honey, do you know that without resurrection there is no salvation? Without resurrection, there is no Christianity. Because the day Jesus died, if he's only dead, dying, there will be no hope for us. Because on that same day, two people died on the cross with him. Right or wrong? But what made the difference is that not only he died, not only he suffered, bled and died, he arose. Praise God. The resurrection is a proof that God now sees everyone that have received Jesus as Lord and Savior righteous. He sees everyone righteous. 
He sees in his eyes. He sees us as righteous as Jesus is. Praise God. That's what resurrection has done for us. I come to announce to us that Jesus paid it in full. He paid the supreme price so that we can enjoy all the benefits. He paid it in full. If there was a question, if there was even 0.0000001% of what he has not accomplished, if there was a question, he would not have resurrected. He would not have resurrected. The resurrection proved that he has paid it all. Power of sin was destroyed. He dealt with all the byproduct of sin. Let me tell us, I have been saying this year, there would not have been sickness and disease if there was no sin. The sickness and disease are byproduct of sin. Fear, hatred, murder, Barrenness, failure, reproach, shame are all byproduct of sin. Right? Jesus dealt with it. People that are new here will not know, remember that there was an oak tree right in front of this building. Right? Oak tree. During this polling period, you know, the whole of the front, everywhere is green, right? But ever since the oak tree was removed, the roots of that, no more green the powder, the pollen. No more leaves or seed everywhere. As the pollen, the leaves and the seed are to the oak tree, that's what sin, the sickness, disease, death, fear, and name all evil are to sin. Because sin is one that produces all these things. Praise God. So when Jesus dealt with sin, he dealt with everything that sin produces. All the byproduct of sin dealt with. So that you and I will no more suffer fear. Reproach, shame, sickness, disease of all kinds, even those that are not known yet. He has dealt with them all. And is eternally and permanently set us free. Some of us are free forever. By the blood of Jesus. Free forever. Free forever. That's on the one I was preaching for my friend. I said that. 
many people are not confident and bold enough to say that I am a child of God. They can claim to be anything, every other thing. But they can't be confident and bold enough to say, I am a child of God. And that is the most powerful place to be in, to be a child of God. Every other thing on earth is temporary. Praise God. Every other thing. The president of the United States, maximum eight years. Right? You used to be the first lady or the first family. Right or wrong? Governor, MD. Temporary. No matter how many years it takes. But as a child of God, is permanent, is forever. And that's the most powerful. My dad was speaking this morning from the headquarters. He said the powerful, the most powerful people on earth are Christians. And yet, these are, see the same people that don't recognize who them, they are. I have been telling us in this place, all the people you see here are your family. If you have made, they have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. They're members of God's family, right? That's the greatest. Because you are not losing anyone. But that your, blood, that your brother, that your sister, the same father and mother, that your mom, that your dad, that your nephew, that your uncle, that your friend, nephew, and that your cousin, that your niece, if they don't receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, they die. The moment they die, that's it forever. They are lost forever. Has he ever occurred to you? But unfortunately, because lack of knowledge, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We don't understand how powerful the body of Christ is, how powerful the family of God is. Lazarus, you remember the story? Lazarus, a poor man, always at the gate of the rich man. They both died. The rich man died. Poor Lazarus died. Poor Lazarus was taken to paradise at the bosom of Christ, of, of Abraham. It is not because he was poor that made him to be taken to paradise. What made him to be taken to the bosom of Abraham? Because he knew how the relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The rich man did not mind. He didn't care about God. The Bible said they were partying every day. <laughs> because there's money to spend. Parties to go. Partying every day. When he died, and the Bible said he could see Lazarus, he still recognized Lazarus. 
I told us here, when you die, yes, we will have a change. We will be changing within a trinkle of an hour. Your body will be transformed. But even though we will receive the resurrected body, transformed body, just like Jesus Christ, when he resurrected. When Jesus resurrected, what happened? He, 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 had, he had what? A transformed body. The body that is not limited by space or time. That's the body we're going to put on. The body that passed through the wall. They still recognize him. They know him. Rich man see recognize Lazarus. Remember? Now Lazarus have been transformed. All the all the sickness and all the sore in his body. Was it there in paradise? No, because it's now healed, transformed, because there's no sickness and disease in glory. Lazarus at the bosom of Abraham, the rich man in hell. He was seen Lazarus at the bosom of Abraham enjoying. And he was suffering. He called out to Father Abraham, please, could you send Lazarus to come and drop a, a drop of water on my throat? Is that in your Bible? And so Abraham said, no. You cannot cross to here. We cannot cross to you. Because as God put a demarcation between us, no one can cross, not even angels. He said, okay, could you please send Lazarus to talk to my brothers because I don't want them to come here. Why in hell the reality has dawned on him? Do you know many people are living their, their life on earth as if they own their life? As if they are the almighty to their lives. As if heaven and hell is here on earth. That's what somebody told me some time ago. He said, when you are, have money and you enjoy, you are in heaven here on earth. When you are suffering, you are in hell. I laughed. I said, oh foolish man. Because he didn't read the story between Lazarus and the poor man. Lazarus, the poor man, and the rich man. Unfortunately, today, so many people in church are still living with this same type of mindset. They are in church like I always say, but they are not in Christ. So many are in church, but not in Christ. Abraham told the rich man, they have the law of Moses with them. They have the prophets with them. If they don't listen to the prophets and the law of Moses, even if somebody, God sends somebody from here, they will not listen to them. Dearly beloved, Easter, as we celebrate Easter today, what is Easter to you? you just, is this another day 
that we will all get egg bunny or what do they call it. I don't know where they got that from. Is it another day that we all share chocolate and share gifts? Dearly beloved, I come to tell you that Jesus dealt with all. He dealt with sin. He dealt with Satan. He dealt with death, hell, and grief forever. Somebody say forever. Forever. He paid it all in full. Jesus Christ death with sin and all is by that is why if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior sin will no more rule over you sin will no more have dominion over you if you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life God judge sin in Christ on our behalf it's all Easter is about could you go with me? Let's read some scriptures today. God help us. Let's go to Isaiah 53, chapter 4, verse, verse 4. New King James Version, please. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, from verse number 4. Okay, we're going to read from 4 to 12. Surely he has borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows. Did you see that? To ball is to bear. He has carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken. Smitten by God and afflicted. Yes. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. We are healed. We are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was... Son, he loved. And Jesus cried and said, My God, my God. And this is the first time, if you read the account of Jesus, all his time, life on earth, that was the first time he called, My God, my God. Every time he said, My Father. Because the relationship had been disavowed. My God, my God, why have you forgot, forsaken me? He was forsaken for you and I to be accepted. Do you think at the end of the day, 
When you die and you are face to face with God, who forsook his son to accept you, and you didn't lift up to stand that he will be well with you, that he will be saying, oh, we will pat you at the back. At least you made it, baby, you made it. Christianity is about blood. It's about life. Blood is involved. Somebody paid for it. Somebody died. Because if you understand this sacrifice, you will not live the way you live. You will not handle the things of God the way you handle the things of God. You live a life of appreciation. You are healthy. You are healthy. You are alive. You God secures you. You will like others to enjoy what you are enjoying. Right or wrong? Look at the, the rich man. In hell, he said, please, go tell my brothers. But it's unfortunate that nobody can go from hell to go and tell them. How many today are consciously telling their brothers, their sisters, their family, their friends, their colleagues, their neighbor about the danger that is coming ahead. Because grave danger is coming. Grave danger is coming ahead. If you reject the love of God, if you reject the love of God, you have accepted the wrath of God. If you reject the love of God, you have accepted the wrath of God. If you reject the love of God, you have accepted the wrath of God. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when you make his soul an offering for sin. You see that? Offering for sins. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul. And, he, and be satisfied. This is what he's looking for. The Bible said, for the glory that was set before him, he endured the shame of the cross. Looking forward to seeing children from east, west, north, and south, from every talk, tribe, and nation, as members of his body, as members of God's body and family. And that is why he left you and I here to go tell them, I have paid it all for them. They don't need to be slaves anymore. Go tell that man, tell that woman, that drug addict, tell him, that drug prostitute, tell her or him, whoever, whatever they are involved in, tell them that the power of sin has been destroyed over their lives. The price. Put on your imagination. After he has paid the price. And yet somebody is suffering for what he has already paid for. If you are Jesus, will you be happy? Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. 
and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Praise God. He paid. This is what he did. He submitted himself. He said, nobody took my life. I submitted. I gave my life. I laid it down. I'll pick it up. Before he went to the cross, he told the disciples that in three days, I will rise and I will meet you in Jerusalem. John chapter 10, John chapter 19, verse 30. New King James Version. John chapter 19, verse 30. John 19, 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bow his head and he gave up his spirit. It is finished. He has paid it all. You looked at everything. There is nothing that the enemy can hold against man. So I've done it. QED, mission accomplished. And he died. Matthew 28. Let's read 5 to 7. In this Matthew 28, Sunday morning, somebody says Sunday morning. After a Friday, there is always a Sunday morning. I don't know what has died in your life. I don't know what has died in your family. I don't know the vision, the dream that have died. After Friday, there is a resurrection. In the name that is above every name. Sunday morning, early in the morning, these women, they saw him died. They saw him crucified. They saw him hung on the cross. They saw him humiliated, stripped naked. Their Lord, their master. They saw him bled. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, he was mild. He was disfigured. That when you look, you cannot recognize that this is a human being. The only movie that is a little bit closer to the picture is a passion uh, passion of Christ by Mel Gibson. And yet that is not even equal. That is not even near to it. For you to see this is what he suffered for you and I. How far can you go for him? How far are you ready to sacrifice for him? This is what is suffered for you. If you know the price of salvation that many of us are playing and toiling with. You see, when you, when you have, may, may we never disvalue what we have. Most of us that are here in the United States, we don't know what it means to be living in a, a free society. I got my right. I got my, which right do you have? Ask those in Russia. Ask those in China. During this lockdown, they were showing the cities that were locked down. People that were in the office when they were locked down, they remained in the office. They could not go home. Because of liberty and freedom, 
Many of us, we have sold our senses. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. A place in Nigeria, in West Africa, there's the parable, say, if, if it's common sense, it's common sense. Everybody will get it. But not everybody have common sense. But the angel answered and said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He was crucified. It is not a fiction. It is not a story. It's a reality. He is not here. He is risen. As he said. That's why we sang the song, God cannot lie. His word will surely come to pass. No matter how much, how long it takes, what God has said will surely come to pass. There is no, there's no power strong enough in hell. On earth, no administration, no government can stop the word of God. It shall come to pass in your life, in your family, in this church, for the counsel of God stand forever in the name of Jesus. As he said, come see, in case you think that I'm lying, come see the place where the Lord lay. And it's no more there. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is gone, going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. My job is to deliver a message and I've delivered. That's what I'm doing today. Delivering the message of God to you. What you do with it is your responsibility. Women went there, they want to go and anoint Jesus. But he told them before he went to the cross, in three days I will rise. They got dead. They, they, were, they saw the, the stone that was used on the grave. Who is going to roll it away? Before the God that the stone has been rolled away, every obstacle placed over your life, over your family, over the source is removed by the power of the resurrection in the name of Jesus. Stone rolled away. Somebody say he's risen. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. I said, Jesus Christ did it all for you and I. He did it all. Galatians. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. His death and resurrection redeemed us. To redeem is he delivered us. He brought us back. Praise God. Remember, we were sold into slavery. We were sold as a hostage. He paid the price. He paid the ransom. I come to announce to you that he has paid the ransom over your life. You have to acknowledge what he has done. A songwriter says, we acknowledge you in our lives of who you are, what you have done. You have to acknowledge him. If you acknowledge and recognize who he is in your life, and what he has done, you will not play with him. 
You will not joke with his word. You will not joke with his work. You will not joke. Seeing people heading down to hell and you will do nothing about it. The Bible says multitude, multitude and the value of decision. And that's why you are here on earth. I was saying last Sunday when I was preaching for my friend, I, I told him that what we always say here, God planted four different types of people in our lives. Your family member, your friends, your colleagues, and your neighbor. And each of these groups that you have planted in your life, he will hold you accountable of what you do with their destiny, with their salvation. He commit their salvation in your hands. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. The blessing will come where? In Christ Jesus, not outside Christ. No amount of ceremonial activity or sacrifice we make that can make you to enjoy this. No, it's in Christ. Somebody say, I'm blessed. This is what he did for you and I. He lifted the curse away. That is why whoever come to you and say, the, the, the generational curse, tell him, excuse me, Christ have redeemed me from the curse. Redeemed from the curse. The curse have no effect, have no power over you. If you are in Christ Jesus. For if any man is being Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away, all things have become new. You have now the life of Christ in you. Galatians 2:20. The life you now have is the life of Christ who lives in you. Does Jesus have any cause? Come on, talk to me, somebody. The why I serve cause. He has redeemed you from the cause. Somebody said, I'm redeemed from the curse. No curse have effect over a child of God. Say, you say you are a child of God. Does that light and darkness stay in the same place? The Bible says the light shines in darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. Praise God. Redeem. Jesus did it all for us. You have to know this world, his death, burial, and resurrection did for us. Give me Romans. Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Amplify classic. Romans 20, chapter 4, verse 25. Amplify classic. going to read it to chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. Who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds? The misdeeds there is our sins. I was raised to secure our justification. Our justification there means acquitted. When you are justified it means you have been acquitted. Praise God. Our justification. He was betrayed and put to death because of our sins, our misdeeds. And was raised up. He was resurrected to secure 
our justification, our quitter, making our camp balance, absolving us from all guilt before God. Chapter 5, from verse 1. Therefore, in view of this, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and not guilty, given a right standard with God, through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Give, me, give that to me, what we read now from 24, from 425 on TPT. TPT from chapter 4. Jesus was handed over to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. Somebody say, I'm forgiving. The songwriter said, I'm forgiving, you are forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned. I'm alive I, I, again. Your spirit lives within me. All because you died and rose again. If you died alone, there's no justification. The fact that he died and rose again, we are justified, acquitted, declared no sin. No wonder Paul was writing in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for Jesus. If you are not in Christ, you can be in church how many years? Jesus was handed over to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. Somebody say, he did it all for me. That's all Easter is about. He did it all for you. So, it is every day a life experience for a child of God to enjoy all this benefit daily, every day, not only on Easter day. Daily. You enjoy that you have been forgiven and you are acquitted. And when you know that, you enjoy that you have peace with God. Daily. Jesus was handed over to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins and was raised to life to prove that he had made us right with God. He was raised to prove that he has made us right with God. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Glory to God. Flawless. No sin. No guilt. No comma. No spot. No stain. Flawless. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. All because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Because remember, he told us, my peace I give to you. Enjoy. It's a daily thing. It's not just only the day they call Easter. If you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is a daily experience. It's for you to enjoy. This benefit is for you to enjoy. For you to enjoy health because he dealt with sin. He dealt with every byproduct of sin. Praise the Lord. All he did for us. All he did for us. Jesus through his death and, and burial and resurrection and his blood on the cross, 
eternally defeated sin, Satan, death, hell, and grave. Give me Romans chapter 5, verse 18 and 19 on TPT. Romans chapter 5. Romans 5, 18 and 19. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgressor, that, that one transgressor is Adam. So through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and lead us to a victorious life now available to all. Somebody say available to all. Victorious life, 19. One man's disobedience opened the door for all humanity to become sinners. So also one man's obedience opened the door for many to be made perfectly right with God and acceptable to him. Praise God. He dealt with sin once and for all. So the power of sin is broken over our lives. Praise God. First John chapter 3 verse 8. Give it to me in an Amplified Classic. Remember he dealt with sin. He dealt with Satan. Death, hell and grave. Permanently and forever. And he set her free. First John 3 Verse 8, Amplified Classics. But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil, takes his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned. The devil has violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest, was made visible, was to undo, to destroy, to lose it, and dissolve the works the devil has done. Praise God. Every work of the devil is being destroyed and dissolved. Wherever you find it, all you need to do is open your your mouth. Satan, ha, you laugh. You say, this, this Jesus Christ have destroyed it. Now, I hear what I'm saying. That's how to enjoy the benefit from you with your mouth. Every work of the devil, every work of the devil means anything against the word of God for your life. Praise God. Anything contrary to the word of God is the work of the devil. It has been destroyed and dissolved. Not just only destroyed. I love this translation. When it's dissolved, can you put it together again? Destroyed. Hebrews 2, 14 to 18. New Living, New King James Version. New King James Version. Hebrews 2. 14 to 18. Somebody say, all this he did for me. It's for my benefit for to enjoy daily. To enjoy daily. In, the, in as for much then. And listen to this. Because many people are always afraid of devil, Satan, this, that, evil, witch, wizard. They are really afraid. Excuse me? Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shed in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is who? Is that in your Bible? Pause. The reason why he came in the form of flesh and blood, because flesh and blood lost it. The devil defeated flesh and blood. And flesh and blood now did what? The son. He became flesh and blood. And through death, he destroyed. Somebody said destroyed. Not just defeated, he destroyed. Do you know the devil have been destroyed? The powers of the devil have been destroyed. 
The influence of the devil have been destroyed. The works of the devil have been destroyed. Then why are you afraid? Destroy. He who has the power of death. That is who? The devil. Verse 15. Not only he has restored, they release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Somebody say, I'm set free. I'm eternally free. For he who the Son of God set free is free indeed. Eternally free. No more fear. For you are not giving the spirit again of bondage again to fear. But you are giving the spirit of adoption where you cry, Abba, Father. You have the, son, the spirit of sonship. You are a son. A son can never be a servant in the house. No matter what. You have been released. Jesus has released you. He has set you free. Go and enjoy your freedom and liberty. Whereby Christ has set you free. You're not supposed to live in fear and in bondage. If roach move in your house, they don't come. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Sustain. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. You are. 70. Therefore, in all things, somebody say all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation, sacrifice for sin. Propitiation, that means sacrifice for sin. Propitiation for the sins of the people. Sacrifice for our sins. Praise God. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid, to help, to succor those who are tempted. Praise God. Those who are tempted, verse 18 and the last verse. Okay, that's what you have read. Thank you. Jesus, do you know what he did there? He defeated, not only that he destroyed Satan and the death, he set you free from their fear and from the bondage. And he was tempted without sin. And because he was tempted without sin, he is able to succor, to help those when you are going through, when you are passing through, when you are being tempted, when you are tried, he will, as our high priest, he has the meek, he has the love, the compassion to hold, to help you through. Somebody say, I'm not alone. Remember he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Praise God. Praise God. All he did for us. Colossians chapter 2. Let me squeeze this. I don't want to come back to this again. Colossians chapter 2, 11 through 15. Give me the voice. Oh, you don't have voice. Let me read the voice from here. Listen. Why I'm... Colossians 2. 11 through 15. In him, 
you were also circumcised, set apart by a spiritual act performed without hands. The anointed one's circumcision are caught you off from the sinfulness of your flesh. You were buried with him beneath the waters of the ceremonial washing called baptism. And then you were raised up with him by faith in the resurrection power of God who brought him back from the dead. And when you, your flesh was still uncircumcised, dead in transgression and swatted in his sinful nature, it was God who brought us to life with him, gave all our sins forgave all our sins and eliminated the massive debt we incurred by the Lord that stood against us. He took it all away. Somebody say he took it all away. He nailed it to the cross. But that is not all. This is what caught me. But that is not all. If you think that this, what we have read so far is, is, is beautiful. Look at the real McCoy. But that is not all. He disarmed those who once ruled over us. Remember I told you, you're no more a slave. He disarmed those who once ruled over us. Those who had overpowered us like captives of war. He put them on display to the world to show his victory over them by means of the cross. Glory to God. Now I want you to, I want you to give me that Colossians chapter 2 from 11 to 15. Give me message translation. Look at message. Give me message translation. Message translation. That 11 to 15. Entering into this fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. It is not a matter of being circumcised or keeping a long list of laws. No. You're already in. You're already in Christ when you receive him. You are an insider, not through some secretive initiation, right, but rather through what Christ has already done. That is why every time you see in Christ, in Christ, there are places today you have to do different type of sacrifices, religious sacrifices. All those religious exercises are going nowhere. You're listening to me. It's all what Christ has done. Somebody said, all oh, what Christ has already done. Through what Christ has already gone through for you. What has he gone through for you? Destroying the power of sin. Do you see that? He destroyed the power of sin. So sin will no more have dominion over you. Sin will no more rule over you. Sin will no more have power over you. Okay. If it is an initiation ritual you are after, you have already been through it. How many of us have been baptized? You have already been through it. If you have not been baptized, let Pastor Chi know during the Sunday school so that we know how to do that. Praise God. You have already been through it by submitting to baptism. Going under the water was a barrier of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. Glory to God. 13. When you were stuck in your own sin dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive 
right along with Christ as he resurrected him. Think of it. Think of it. Pause and think of it. He brought you alive as he resurrected Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. Somebody say I'm forgiven. Remember voice say the power of sin destroyed. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. That old arrest warrant cancelled and nailed to the Christ cross. 15. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the street. Glory to God. Marched them naked through the street. Give me the last of all. TPT. That's same Colossians 11 through 15. March them through the street. Through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the guilt and power of sin have been caught away and is now extinct because of what Christ did. Extinct, that means it's wiped out, it's erased, it's totally dead. All because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. So it's not by power nor by mind. It's not of your religious activities. For we have been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power. The power that raised him from death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state. For we were held in sin's grasp. That's why I told us that we were slaves. Held in sin's grasp. But now, somebody say, but now. This is where you are. This is where I am. This is our reality. That's why I tell us it's every day, not on the day they call Easter or Christmas. Every day experience. This is our reality. But now, we have been resurrected out of that realm of death. That's where we are. Never to return. Glory to God. For we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. Forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. Look at, look at the, the, the icing and the cake. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. Glory to God. Every legal violation we had on our record, he canceled it out. He wiped it out. The old and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. This is a legal term he's using, right? So we are legally free. We are spiritually free. Glory to God. That's why Jesus, Paul writing, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation. There is therefore now, not when we get to heaven, no condemnation. Our sins, he erased it all. What are they all he erased? He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it all. And they cannot be retrieved. Hallelujah. He said, I have cast all your sin into the sea of his forgetfulness. So if God has cast into the sin of forgetfulness, why are you remembering it? Our erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it all. And they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were, 
in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. It has been wiped out. Somebody wiped out. Somebody say wiped out by his blood. 15. Now look at what he did. This is the, the, the icing on the cake. Then he now faced Satan and all those principalities and power. Look at it. Then Jesus made a public spe- spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness. Stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. All means what? All means what? All authority. All powers. They don't have it anymore. No wonder Jesus says in the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Verse 18 says, I behead Satan for last lightning. He says, in view of this, I give you power and authority to tread upon serpents and them. Now, there's a switch now. He stripped them of all authority and all power. And he gave us all authority and all power. What are you doing with it? And that change took place. Stripped from them all authority and power and give to us all authority and power. Go in my name. Luke Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 he said, all authority in heaven and earth, all authority and power in heaven and earth is given to me. He said, go in my name. I give you authority, I give you power over all. But what are we doing with it? What are you doing with this? And by the of power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. They are prisoners and you are free. Praise God. Why are you afraid of the one that don't have it? For example, like today, we have about four former presidents of the United States, right? Right? Still alive. Can any of them come out and say, and pass any executive order today. They don't have it. Praise God. They are a citizen as you are a citizen. Praise God. This is all he did for us, my brother. This is all he did for us. And much more. You're no more a slave. You dealt with sin permanently, eternally, and all the byproduct of sin. Sickness and whatever the form they come from, they no more have authority over you. Diseases, no matter the name, those known and unknown have no more authority over you. For he who the Son of God set free. Is free indeed. You are free to enjoy his peace. This is what resurrection is all about. This is what Easter is about. It's a daily experience for every child of God. Daily. Daily. You wake up in the morning, you the sole of your feet, hit the floor of your bedroom. Thank you, Lord, for this is the day you have made. 
I will choose to rejoice and be glad in it. This day cannot violate me. This day will favor me. This day will do me good. Father, I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for the gift of health. I thank you for the gift of salvation. As I go out today, the whole earth will yield their increase to me. The angels are assigned to me to minister to me as self salvation. Creation will favor me. Elements, you are commanded to favor me and do me good. You cannot violate me. This is who you are. This is the authority you have. You pronounce, you proclaim, and declare. Because kings, they rule by decree, by the power of the tongue. You are a royalty, you are a king. Praise God. Are you blessed? This is Easter. I'm fired up. Every time I remember what he did. You know? You know that this guy was cleaning you, using you to clean the, uh, to clean the streets. Now, it has, the, the table has been torn. The authority has been stripped from them. And you have the authority. You have the power. What are you doing with it? Exercise the authority now. What is that that has challenged you? What is that that has frustrated you? What is that that has hindered you? Exercise your authority. You have it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Speak thou that thou mayest be justified. Open up your mouth and begin to declare. Kabo satalebo shera. You under the sound of my voice. This is all Jesus Christ did for you. He went to hell so that you will not go to hell. He died for you. He has paid for your sins so that you will not go to hell. If you go to hell, you have wasted the sacrifice of Jesus on your life. And I pray you will not waste it. All God is requiring of you is to receive Jesus. Accept what he did on your behalf. I want to pray with you now. And make this prayer with all your heart. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me with everlasting love. By giving your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. I accept your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. On my behalf, I receive the power of resurrection. I receive the power of your blood. I receive the forgiveness by the power of your death, burial, and resurrection. By the power of your blood. From this day forward, I will live for you. Help me occupy this life and live for you. Grant me the grace to live for you. Help me to understand all that you have given to me. And help me to enjoy all the benefits every day in my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' name. That is it. If you make this prayer with all your heart, that is it. You are now a child of God. For as many that are receiving to them, you give power to become sons of God. Welcome to the greatest family. You are a member of God's family. You are now God's responsibility. Glory to God. If you want to clap, clap. Praise God. You are now God's responsibility. Let's take it a step further. Go to your smartphone, your tablet, your smartphone or your tablet, and, and, uh, and download the Bible. Go to the app stores on your smartphone and tablet and download the Bible. 
The Bible is God's roadmap to your destiny. And make good friends with your Bible. Go to any Bible-believing church. Tell the pastor I sent you. And if you're here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States of America, here in the state city of Atlanta, in the state of Georgia, I make bold to invite you to trim Atlanta God's Embassy's Minor. We're at 1611 Ross West Street, Smyrna, zip code 30080. We meet on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. I look forward to receiving you. Remember, he paid it all for you. Go and enjoy all the benefits. God bless you. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.